0: Hey, what you watching? Got a problem with cartoon?
1: Tonight in Canada, a nostalgic podcast where we dig through the animated past to find what cartoons made here in Canada are worth remembering. I'm your co-host Chris Lucy Antonio.
0: And I'm your co-host Sylvie Kettles.
1: And we are professionals who never make mistakes. Happy Pride, everybody. It's Happy still Pride Happy
0: Pride! Month. We've never had to re-record an episode, ever.
1: No, we never wasted 15 minutes of our own time not realizing what microphone is currently being recorded on. I'm an idiot, anyway. It's still Pride Month, but we have a programming issue.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, so in, in this, the delightful month of Pride, uh, the gayest film franchise ever is coming out with a, with a new installment that'll be out uh, yesterday as of this episode coming out.
1: The proud history of the Michael Bay Transformers movies, love them or hate them, uh, they make a lot of money and they are barreling forward with more and more of them. So... See,
0: that can only
1: mean one thing. They are eventually going to do all of the Transformers side series and spin-offs, including our beloved Beast Wars.
0: Beast Wars!
1: The Canadian CGI animated show Beast Wars. Um, it's finally making it to the big screen in the form... Well, not really, but in the form of Transformers Rise of the Beast, which is releasing June 9th. And we kind of ran into a conundrum because... Offhandedly one day we decided we should do a Pride Month, but also we want to do a theme episode because we want to talk about Beast Wars again, and, well...
0: Well, there's really only one way to solve this, uh, which is to do a queer reading of Beast Wars, which is surprisingly not that hard to do.
1: No, uh, because the Transformers fandom is already heavily LGBT-focused, there are a lot of queer fans of Transformers, and they've done all the work for you reading it with a queer lens, so you don't have to yeah. do anything.
0: We didn't, we didn't even need to look for it, it's already right there.
1: No, in fact, I barely did any research on that.
0: It's, it's all right there in 100k words or more.
1: I, I gave a cursory glance to a video essay on YouTube, the best source of all information, mm-hmm. and it seemed to know what it's talking about, more or less.
0: I've, I've never seen a video essayist on YouTube who doesn't know what they're talking
1: about. No, they never put their whole foot into their mouth. Never. So the basic ideas of these not like hidden queer connotations of transformers, I mean, they are alien beings that respond to no kind of gender binary who are constantly in a state of fluidity with their identity.
0: Yeah, they they literally transform and that is part of, and they can change their transformations
1: It's not all the time. hard to read it that way So I'm sorry to all the conservatives out there who I'm are not. really upset that the Transformers have pronouns now
0: Transformers have always been queer
1: Yeah, I'm Eat I'm it. sorry. Like and and people reading it one way is not going to it's not going to disrupt your love of a show from the 80s you 40-year-old man
0: get a
1: hobby get a life yeah move on So as we said, today we are returning to Beast Wars Transformers, a series of course based on the Hasbro toy series and developed by Larry Ditilio and Bob Forward, who served as main story editors as well, as well as like the showrunners uh, of Beast Wars. The This being an early CGI show produced in Canada, it could come from nowhere else but our friends on the coast of British Columbia, Mainframe Entertainment.
0: Literally no one else should even try.
1: No, no. And, and we discussed it in the lost audio. Uh somebody <laughs> did try.
0: Yeah, now Nelvana now gave it a shot. And that's all there is to say about that.
1: Yes. Uh see episode Donkey Kong Country to um to to get a look at what CGI animation not performed by Mainframe Entertainment looked like at a time. Yeah. It'll just it'll just get you to appreciate their work so much more.
0: Yeah, just go there and then come back and it's uh
1: Night and day. It's
0: a breath of fresh air.
1: The show, Beast Wars, premiered in September of 1996 on YTV and ran until May of 1999 before being spun off into several sequel series and anime renditions and the 2023 uh, big screen adaptation that we are kind of sort of programmed with today.
0: I'm a little bit excited.
1: You said this in the pre-show, in, in the, the lost audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still don't believe you.
0: The only thing I'm truly... Tiny bit salty about from from the trailers is that I don't think Rat Trap's gonna be in the in the movie.
1: Oh, they're not gonna have the smooth talking <laughs> Brooklyn rat.
0: I don't think the smooth talking Brooklyn rat is gonna be in it because like I've seen Rhinox, I've seen uh Titar, and uh, Optimus Primal is there obviously. I don't I don't think Rat Trap's gonna be in it.
1: So they don't want to make money.
0: Exactly.
1: I mean, we know they don't want to make money because they called it Rise of the Beasts, yeah, not Beast Wars.
0: I, I truly don't know why. I don't know why that decision would be made unless someone has the right, is holding the rights for the term Beast Wars. Or <laughs> the, the crew make in this movie just hate the thought of money.
1: M- imagine, like, the person who holds the rights to Beast Wars isn't even, like, Mainframe Entertainment or Hasbro. Yeah. It was actually, like some weird media company that like made dog fighting videos (laughs) for the black market
0: yeah and they copyrighted the term beast wars circa like 2003
1: yeah and when uh this non-michael bay directed version of beast wars came was uh, like being planned it's like well we're just gonna call it beast wars right it's like oh no 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 this guy in florida owns that
0: (laughs) yeah we can't we can't touch that name anymore
1: no, it's, it's, a, it's a poison brand now. <laughs> For the podcast today, we took a look at two episodes from Season 2, Other Visits, Part 1 and 2, both written by Larry Detilio and directed by John Poser and Colin Davies, respectively. Original air dates, February 8th and 15th of 1998. So, what is Beast Wars? Well, so, uh, the,
0: the main concept, I guess, of Beast Wars is that uh, a bunch of Autobots and Decepticons are on a ship in space. They undergo some, uh, I think a meteor field. Um, and they get their, sh- their ship is destroyed. They are both stranded on this abandoned planet uh, where the energy fields are so strong that they can't survive in their natural forms. Uh, on this planet, so they have to adapt to the uh, native fauna of this of this planet. The uh, decepticons become the predicons and the autobots become the maximals. and they just continue their war on this planet that I think is actually Earth from the distant past.
1: I mean it makes sense because it was an alien planet. Why are gorillas, cheetahs, dinosaurs, wasps, bees? Like why why is it all just yeah. also from our biosphere? But, because but
0: if it wasn't, then you'd have to invent your own animals and that's not nearly as marketable to kids.
1: No, I mean that's the big thing. Why does Beast Wars exist? Well, we want to sell more toys to impressionable yeah. kids.
0: It's it's the same reason why they murdered Optimus Prime. In the first movie. You
1: need more product.
0: Yeah. So now, now your your little robots that can turn into cars? Pfft, boring. These robots can turn into dinosaurs.
1: Which is its own thing, too, because there's are like Dinobots, which not even Dinobot, but like a whole other line of toys of just all of them being dinosaurs. But here, they can be mammals and bugs and God, don't you want to, don't you want to beg your parents to buy you that?
0: Don't you want to beg your parents for a rat trap toy? No, <laughs> not hey, that hey, one. Hey, but you did. You confessed to that last time. You had a rat. I rat. know,
1: I know, and I regret it. That I that I revealed too much about myself there.
0: Showed your whole ass.
1: Yep, and even more so because we were talking about it in the lost audio. Uh, the premise of the show has this new toy reveal built into it, where. So much of their compatriots were lost in these cubes in space.
0: Yeah, it's like they have their own individual pods, and so both sides can, at any given point in time, uh, struggle to bring one down so that they have a new ally. And a new toy. Therefore, to buy. a new toy. So that's any any single time Hasbro's like, hey guys, uh, sales numbers are a little bit down. We need some new prim- uh, primals, maximals. Hey, Mainframe,
1: I see you working like your fingers to the bone on those laptops and computers making uh like making the series here right like but you know what would be great a polar bear
0: can can we get some character designs
1: we like, that that, that tomorrow, tested really please. well among the kids
0: yeah yeah we yeah we we asked kids what sort of animals they want their toys to be, and there was a lot of interest in uh, polar bears, Uh, and also, you know, like, centipedes, you know, those things with, like, a million, like, moving parts? Yeah, those. Yeah, and
1: and one kid really wanted an aardvark, so fucking figure that one out.
0: (laughs) Make it happen! Go,
1: nerds! So, it's just, it's ostensibly just another way for Hasbro to sell new toys to kids, but it's continuing the quote unquote great war of the Autobots versus Decepticons as the Transformers lore puts it and it's just a new it's just like a new shader onto it to to like hook in a new audience and yeah they've been doing this with this franchise forever like
0: yeah and, like, I'm actually really happy that we ended up picking an episode from Season 2 as well, because that means that we got to see all of the new redesigns, because it's not just enough to have new characters to sell new toys. You can also just make new toys of the main cast. God. So you can just redesign them anytime you want to sell new toys.
1: Hasbro, you geniuses.
0: It's it's the uh, boy version of Winx Club.
1: Just 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 marketable. Just. Just, that's all it is but um
0: oh, i was just making specific reference to every time uh they want to sell new Wings club dolls the fairies get a new diff- a different transformation outfit
1: disgusting yeah gotta love it gotta love capitalism um so here is where we get extremely lost
0: what you were lost
1: yes very I- much so
0: i don't know how you could possibly
1: Because Transformers lore makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to all the diehard Transformers fans out there who may have stumbled onto our episode, but, like, sympathize with us, who are just diving headfirst into a Season 2 episode because of a really stupid reason.
0: It's a fantastic reason. Um, And honestly, I don't know if we can call the Transformers lore, like, incomprehensible. It's only incomprehensible to us because we did not... We did not see about thirty episodes worth of lore. I don't,
1: I I don't the think we.
0: I feel like we would understand why there are aliens here now.
1: Who use the Voyager Golden Disk and?
0: Yeah, but that was in the that was in the first episode. It anyway. didn't make
1: sense then either.
0: <laughs> yeah, but now it makes sense as to. Why it's there, because there are aliens here now. Okay. But now the question is, why are the aliens here?
1: No, the real question, before we even get into all of that noise, is mm-hmm. why and how did we pick this episode?
0: Uh, so, as, as we were saying, it's Pride Month. Uh, there's no, like, canon queerness in Transformers. So what I, what I did last week in a brilliant move well thought out well executed uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I, I i googled what the gayest episode of beast wars was verbatim yeah
1: and this, this came, came up.
0: up this came up like un with with no like the word gay did not appear in the article that that i found it was just like I typed in "What is the gayest episode of Beast Wars?" and "Other Visits Part One" came out. Like that was it. Yep. No, no context. They were like, "Hey, tr- trust me, trust me."
1: And of course, no one would ever lie on the internet. We know this.
0: No. They would never.
1: No, it, it's it's clearly this is the canonical queer episode of Transformers Beast Wars, which is a fucking funny thing to say.
0: <laughs> I was, I was at first. Um, Again, going in no context, I thought that it was gonna be like just a fan reading of that initial scene between Rhinox and Dinobot because like they just have that exact enemies to lovers energy. So that was my assumption was like, oh, okay, that's that's probably what they meant. But then these straight robots show up.
1: Well, straight robots,
0: yeah, they, that is heavily.
1: Uh, in quotation. Both straight and robot. (laughs) Yes. Uh, so the the reason why this is bandied about as, like, the canonical queer episode of Beast Wars is because of a fuck-up in the Japanese dub version. Is it a fuck-up? Possibly. I don't know, because outside of the fandom really just kind of, like, glomming onto this one decision, there has been no kind of, like, confirmation one way or the other from the creators itself. So, uh,
0: we don't we don't need confirmation. That's that's the fun thing about queer fan community. We we don't need canon.
1: Sure. The reason why this is like the episode is because in the Japanese dub, uh, the the characters, Airazor and Tigera, Tigera, Tagatron, Tagatron. So those two characters uh, in the English dub have a female and male voice actor respectively. Mm-hmm. in the Japanese dub, both male. Yeah. And at the time when they made that decision, it wasn't it wasn't made apparent to the producers of the Japanese dub that a romance would emerge later in season 2 between the two characters.
0: That's on them. Yes.
1: That's yeah. what
0: that's what happens when you don't watch ahead.
1: The like this being the queer episode of Beast Wars solely on a Potential miscommunication is really funny.
0: This is, like, the exact same, uh, energy as when, uh, Dusty Elgate happened.
1: You say when, that like I know what that is.
0: How could you not?
1: Please remind me.
0: That was when... Okay, so, like, the the se- the series finale of Supernatural dropped... this
1: is why I don't fucking know what that is. Yeah. What are... No.
0: I... No, I know you know because you've definitely seen the memes where Castiel openly confesses his love to Dean. Don't
1: even know the, who those characters are. I have not you seen a second of fucking Supernatural. No,
0: you don't need to have seen a second of Supernatural to know the the meme where, so Castiel says, I love you. There, There's a shot of Dean like just, his face is weird. It is not the face of someone who just confessed love to him. He just says cast don't, and then Castiel goes to super hell.
1: Nope, nothing.
0: This is insane to me. Um, so there was this whole
1: no, no, don't, don't.
0: No, 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 no. Because I have to get, I have to get to the point, which is a translation thing, where there was became this whole, uh, I guess theory that became true, and then turns out it was a, it was faked, where in the Spanish dub of Supernatural, uh, the love is reciprocated. But it turns out that all they had actually done was taken um, uh, their clips of both Spanish voice actors from different shows that they had done, saying te amo y a ti, and just put that over the footage of the the love confession to make it seem like oh in spanish the love was reciprocated and destiel is canon in spanish just not in english because america is run by cowards
1: i am i am mystified by the words that you are saying at me right now i have no (laughs) idea i have none of this makes sense to me i I see what you're saying it's very much connect it's the same situation
0: because it's a it's a dubbing thing that that made it gay. Should
1: I be insulted that you immediately said like, oh, you know that, right?
0: How does you? I'm sorry. <laughs> because it's now a meme that people get like uh, important information through this meme, where it'll just be the screenshot of Cassiel saying "I love you" and then the screenshot of Dean is just like Queen Elizabeth II just died.
1: I can I can guarantee you, I've never seen these screenshots in my life
0: think that's a lie nope
1: nope i i don't think i follow a single even per i I don't think i know a single person maybe even outside of you uh that gave the time to supernatural
0: i've also never seen an episode of supernatural
1: why are you so obsessed with this then (laughs)
0: i'm because it's everywhere
1: everywhere
0: I just sent you the screenshots oh, just so you have, just so you have context.
1: Fantastic! Let, I just let's confirm. Let's it is confirm.
0: baffling to me that you've never seen these. Nope,
1: never seen that in my life. I don't know who these people that are. Is,
0: that is insane.
1: God, I love I love how like shocked you are by this. This is great. <laughs> oh, I, I've I've lived a charmed life apparently. <laughs> never had to know about anything related to supernatural.
0: It is wild. i I'm rattled.
1: Great. That's fantastic. Um, So yeah, that's the reason why we picked Beast Wars. Supernatural. It has the supernatural problem.
0: Yep, of just... It's it's gay, but not in English.
1: The Beast Wars story. (laughs) So that is the... That is the literal entirety of this being the gayest episode of Beast Wars. Which, you know... It's fine. As you said, we don't need confirmation from anybody. Uh, yep. The queer community does not need confirmation from anybody for their own uh, shipping dynamics or what have yep. you. It's, it's theirs to interpret. And
0: Characters don't even need to have been in the same room to be gay and in love.
1: No, no, no. Just have your own, own fanfiction. It's fine. Okay. No, no one's going to take that away from you, and, that, and they can't.
0: They can't. They never will.
1: Yeah, so that is the, that, that is the whole of it. Like, uh, these two characters in one specific version that none of the Western audience has ever seen technically are gay by accident. Yep. Great.
0: And then, I mean... Then Pride programming. Whole, yep. We're doing so good. Honestly... I I mean we, we knew going into doing a whole month of this that it was going to be a struggle.
1: Oh god, yes, considering what we cover on this show, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like Canadian animation from like the 90s and 2000s. We're we're doing our best.
1: We are stretching it wherever we can. Yeah. And we are going to continue that for the rest of the to month. The
0: hollow we might.
1: I veto that. No I thank also you. I
0: don't want. To, I, I also do not want to go back to. Good. Holo.
1: So there you go. Uh, and also, I should say that cre- uh, so, some uh, fans of the Transformers, specifically Beast Wars, um, have pointed out that three of the characters, uh, Tigatron, Waspinator, and Inferno, which is I think the Fire Ant, um, are all are all like, canonically male, in quotation marks, Transformers, but their beast modes that you see are all female versions of those animals and bugs
0: yeah we we love gender fluid icons
1: right so you can read it in that way if you want because it's there
0: yeah because like realistically it was not done intentionally it was definitely just like a the model or the most iconic looking version of that animal or insect that they were wanting to model the character after Mm -hmm, just happened to be the female like they're not this isn't fucking Pixar making Finding Nemo. They are not taking extreme, bio like, biology lessons in order to make this as realistic as possible. I don't even this think Beast Wars. I
1: don't even think the people at Mainframe even take it. Took a trip down to like the Vancouver Zoo.
0: Definitely not. I don't even think it went they, that far. They they had their models to build off of, and they just went with what they had. However even again even if accidental queerness it's there yep and it's interesting especially like when we're talking about the transformers because gender in and of itself is an interesting conversation to have about transformers because these are sexless alien robots they they have no need for biological sex so then the question comes becomes well then why are they're Autobots and Decepticons who who appear female or appear male when they have no need for that so then it becomes well then that means that they have need for gender
1: yeah and every time one like say with the Michael Bay movies for example they try and interject like like a gender binary or gender characteristics to the characters it feels so weird and out of place
0: yeah, the directly beneath the enemy scrotum.
1: That's the exact uh, frame I was thinking of. See, I've seen that frame. I've seen that meme. Yeah,
0: that's that's fucking weird that that robot has testicles.
1: Yeah, wh- why? Why would the yeah. Fallen, I think that's the Fallen or like Devastator or something, why would it have swinging gonads?
0: The, these robots have absolutely no need for sex organs.
1: No, they transcend it.
0: Gender is just kind of a thing about having a, a soul, if you want to say. So there is every reason for these robots to, like, have an identity for themselves.
1: In that case, I'm so sorry, Ben Shapiro, but in that case, they would use they, them pronouns. If they want to.
0: If they want to. I'm sure in some of the comics there is a a non-binary Transformer.
1: Because why not?
0: Because why not? Why the fuck not? They're They're, not real. uh, They're sexless alien robots. Do whatever the hell you want with their stories. Who
1: are not real things. They, yep. It's... Their are cartoons. Get... They're toys, for God's sakes. Anyway. Here is the problem. We want to do this episode for a programming. Yeah. We made a mistake. Did we? Not on... Not because this didn't turn out to be a gay episode, because as we just covered, it is. We... This is our own fault. We jumped into the deep end of season two, when multiple storylines and multiple new characters... Yep have been introduced, and are integral to the plot, and we... we drowned.
0: Yeah, it was... definitely a lot was lost, uh, in skipping 30 episodes worth of content. Yeah, weird.
1: Weird. How, how that happens.
0: No idea how we could have been... become lost, but, um, from what I grasp, at some point in the last 30 episodes, uh, aliens attack the planet
1: uh one of my one of my notes is wait what do you mean aliens
0: yeah so so aliens came to the planet and attacked and i guess they warded them off possibly by uniting like trying to put aside their differences because they a few characters mention an attempted truce there
1: is there is an acknowledgement of that yeah
0: yeah it's like a truce that went poorly so i imagine they um Tried to put aside their differences to fend off the alien attack that would have threatened them both. The aliens are coming back. And now because there is that tension of, well, we tried to work together, and that didn't work, so we're not going to do that again. Um, so now both sides are fighting each other and these aliens. But then when the, sh- the alien craft lands, and then nothing happens with them, and I have no idea what anyone is trying to do.
1: It's, it's all connected to this golden disc that somehow is related to the a- aliens, and there's also a Stonehenge involved, I believe. Yes. Yes, and the aliens are collecting the Transformers for something. They steal Tigatron and Air Razor in the beginning of this episode, I think because they hate queer people, I don't know. Yeah, They're well, bigoted.
0: Well, they hate queer people and also uh, uh, black people, because that was our, our one black voice actor.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Poor form, aliens. Do yeah, better.
0: That's really unconscionable.
1: So that's happening. the The aliens are the new threat, but also the ongoing war between the Maximals and Predacons is still brewing.
0: Meanwhile, there's this other third party because, like, Tarantula was part of the Predacons, but now he's kind of working on his own.
1: Like defected of some type, which I guess like he's you can defected, do.
0: But he still like rocks up to the Predacon base.
1: There's a there's a yeah. lot of lore that we just don't know.
0: And also, everyone now looks different because of some sort of energy blast that just changed all of our our leads designs. And it's definitely for for that reason, and not because they wanted new toy designs.
1: Yes, that energy blast uh, sent out by the Hasbro marketing team. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, yeah, that one. The, the one that was saying, like, mm, how about we uh, just...
0: <gasps> the aliens are Hasbro.
1: Hasbro hates queer people.
0: You said it, not me.
1: Hold on, let me just go to their Twitter account see if they have a rainbow <laughs> flag icon.
0: I don't think they do.
1: <gasps> Poor shame.
0: Because, I mean, well, that's the, the sort of that's I'm, I'm gonna get serious for a second that's the this kind of scary thing about pride this year no they do they do okay i i, I take it fine, all back i mean fine hasbro you're you're in the clear i
1: i mean they are they, they are the creators of the transformers toy line which i i've heard from conservatives is trying to make all the kids gay it's
0: true they are
1: why wouldn't they be allies So, yeah, we were both very lost, is what we're trying to say.
0: Uh, but you know, I still had fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's. It's. You can still pick up a lot of the. Uh, like, even though, uh, so many of these characters are new to us and the relationship. I mean, Dinobot is on the maximal side now.
0: No, he, uh, he turned in the. In the, um. Second episode.
1: Oh, I thought he was one of the... I thought he was, like, a tarantulas or something where he defected and it was kind of his own thing. But okay, I forget a lot of that first those first two episodes.
0: I, he, hmm, I think he does defect, like, early on, and then he spends most of the second episode being like, No, you can trust me, totally. And then, like, this episode they, they make reference to... He's definitely had some uh, problems in committing to the whole being a good guy he did, at one point, give the Predacons the gold disc.
1: And he just looks and sounds like a villain.
0: Well, that's not his fault.
1: It's always a problem, though, with, uh, specifically when you're a part of a race called the Decepticons.
0: Yeah, because everyone's going to assume you're a liar. Deceptive, even.
1: Yes, e- and even so, e- even though there were a lot of, uh, storylines that we don't have any context for, you still picked up on a lot of the story beats in this specific episode, because it's, like, like the first two episodes we watched way back when we did that episode, it's well-written.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's charming, it's funny at times.
1: Yeah, like, every character is well-defined, like, the relationships, even though we we don't see, like, the build-up to it, we at least can pick up on it enough where we're not completely lost with the characters. The overarching plot, that's another story, but that's our fault, not the show's.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, again, if we just watched the whole thing, we'd get it.
1: And we, you know what, we could. We could, because it's all available on YouTube. So yeah, if we ever were curious enough to wonder where exactly those aliens come in, what their whole deal is, and how does time travel get involved, because boy, does it fucking get involved in season <laughs> three, from what I can see. um, we We could.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about this entire show just not in order
1: no 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 we're not that kind of podcast we're not a we're not an episode by episode breakdown of beast wars we are just we're a puzzle
0: we're a puzzle box podcast where you can get the entire story of beast wars from beginning to end but you can't listen to it in order
1: (laughs) that's a (laughs) as mainframe entertainment intended it
0: yeah this is the correct way to consume beast wars
1: Ignoring all of the effort that, uh, Larry Dottilio put into this overarching, like, multiple arc storyline of the Beast Wars saga of the Transformers. We're just haphazardly strolling through it.
0: We're just big dumb idiots. Yeah. Here to have a good time.
1: You're welcome. Uh, apologies for being so overwhelmed, but we just wanted to, we, we just wanted to do a Pride episode, damn it.
0: Just want to talk about the gay robots. And
1: who can blame us?
0: No one. No one. You can try.
1: You won't succeed, though.
0: That'd make you homophobic.
1: There you go. There you go. Uh, let's talk. In, let's talk about something that we can go on for a bit. Um,
0: uh-huh.
1: Our favorite category. Our favorite section of the podcast.
0: Oh yeah, why it look like that?
1: There you go. So here's the real thing we should talk about with this episode, because we've already broken down the original look of the show from season one, but with season two, we are seeing vast, vast improvements between season one and season two. It's really impressive how quickly mainframe entertainment, like, optimized the technology they were using and innovated new technology.
0: And, like, we can see it. In this episode itself, because for the opening sequence they still use clips from the first season.
1: Do they ever?
0: So like we're seeing like the original Optimus Primal gorilla design in the opening, and then cut to this really sharp new look where it's like they've they've definitely leaned away from the animalistic side, even for his untransformed version. Mm-hmm, where yeah, still like. They still do the thing where they kind of wear the animal on their backs like a hoodie. <laughs> Which is, I guess, a, a, still a choice.
1: Hey, it's got to go somewhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. This, this mammalian skin that they put on.
1: Yeah, so just in general, with this like updated look of the show, it's, it's night and day between season one and season two. Like, so much of the texture, so much of, like, the fluidity of the animation so much of the expressions on the characters themselves like and the gloss good god the gloss on all of them
0: yeah they actually emote now
1: yes they can have facial expressions yeah god like it's just really impressive and why you really can't be too like aesthetically critical of these of mainframes like early cgi shows because again they were innovating the technology and inventing the technology while working on the show.
0: Yeah, and so you can see the improvement as it goes along because, as they are making the show, they're figuring new stuff out. They're, I assume, like, developing new programs for for everything.
1: Yeah, they're getting better to, with each to episode.
0: Rig and yeah, you figure it out. You figure out uh, new ways to be more efficient with what you're already doing, 100%. and that gives you the time to explore.
1: And don't get us wrong, like, the jank is still there.
0: Delicious, perfect jank.
1: Like, we, we said it before, and every time we've uh, covered an early CGI show, like, the jankiness of early CGI is just charming. Like, it's... Yeah. And there are still mistakes. There are very much animation mistakes in this episode. Some of the models clip into themselves, and it's a bit awkward, but also, that's part of the charm.
0: That's just, Yeah. I'm still having a good time. And,
1: and can, just, again, considering, and considering how much of an improvement from season one to season two, it's like...
0: And I'm just, like, a little bit obsessed with uh, Megatron's new design and his fucking hairdryer legs.
1: Hairdryer legs. That's, look, a, that's it, a way to put it, yeah.
0: Look at... Because if you look at, like, the shape that the thighs into the legs make, it... It looks exactly like a like a hairdryer with like the two fans on either side.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Well, like e- even more so with the, all these new redesigns, it's like, why does why does like Optimus Primal's ape uh, beast form look like a shiny Pokemon version of an ape?
0: That's where Pokemon got the idea for shinies.
1: Yeah, probably. I don't know. Why not? I don't need confirmation from Nintendo.
0: Honestly, I think it has to do with, like, the, the fact that the original design was way too, well, that's just a straight-up monkey. So they wanted to do something to make it, like, ex- explicitly not just a monkey. And so then they were like, well, Optimus Prime should be blue, right?
1: And ask any, like, CG artist working today, uh, hair textures are still one of the most difficult things to do for a model.
0: Yeah, so if you if you can avoid it, avoid it.
1: One of my favorite recent details of, like, a video game glitch, which I'm not even sure how it works. Do uh, you know that Lord of the Rings Gollum game that came out?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: apparently, when they were releasing Steam keys to, like, influencers and review codes and stuff like that, they were telling them before they had the bugs done, like, like for the patch, mm-hmm. like, make sure you turn off Gollum's hair because it might crash the game. So modeling hair is really difficult, and when you're dealing with a cast of animals, it's like, you you noticed how primitive, for lack of a better word, the, anima- the CGI animation was at the time, because you oh, just yeah. have these sleek, furry bodies.
0: Not even furry.
1: No, but the impression of fur. Yeah. It's a texture, and making them more oddly robotic and weird, not only does it give you more toys to sell, wink wink, but...
0: It gives you more leeway.
1: It, it just works for the animation technique, yeah. Like you can, yeah. you can do more with it.
0: Yeah, when when you're not when you're not having to fuck around and obsessively make sure like textures look like they could almost pass for fur. When you're not when you're not having to waste time on that, you can instead commit to something that looks good for what you're doing.
1: And also, you can just really get those reflection textures on. Yeah. Literally everything. Every everything single character. so shiny! God, like... Com- again, compared to the first season, wow. Yeah. They really upped the shine.
0: Someone figured out how to put a, a, a great big sunlight source. <laughs> and, and they're having a good time with it.
1: Because I remember in that first episode when um, all the Maximals are on their ship and checking out their new forms... There is a specific moment where they all look into like a shiny piece of metal, which was specifically the animator showing off that they can do reflections. Yeah,
0: which I love. I love when they can do that. God, that was like um. There's there's one bit in season two of Shirobako where one of the uh, effects animators is saying, "Hang on, hang on. I want to try this new thing. I I wrote a new program for this that lets you like really have a a good like." Reflect, light reflection off of glass and in the scene that he's where he's talking about it this uh, computer screen is reflecting onto his glasses <laughs> using that exact technology Is like oh that's, that's just a funny little animation clever
1: bit. clever clever um, now I'm just thinking what if mainframe entertainment was run like it was Shirobako like the studio <laughs> from Shirobako
0: oh my god I would love that I would watch the hell out of that anime <laughs>
1: Yeah, it'd be basically, it'd be basically the same, but instead they'd be working on gritty CGI cartoons and also have a hockey team.
0: Yeah. I mean, the story of mainframe making Reboot is basically Shirobako anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, that's, that's the poll quote from this episode. <laughs> so, it's like, and just to cap up discussion of the look and the animation, you can even notice it in the fight scenes, uh... Compared to, like, season... Because I went back and watched that first episode just, like, briefly. No sounds. Kind of scrubbing through it. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, no sound because you didn't want to get caught up in the uh, I Like
1: You Pussycat? (laughs) No, that's episode two, I think. (laughs) Oh, you're right. So I wouldn't have got to that point anyway. But with with that episode, you just notice, like, the stiffness of the action. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they were... As we kept saying, like, laying down the track as they were barreling forward with this technology. It wasn't there yet.
0: Also funny, because I think when we talked about that episode, we were still praising the, like, the blocking for the fight scenes.
1: Yeah, they, they are, it's well directed, it's just the animation wasn't quite there yet, because they yeah. were working it out at the time. Yeah.
0: And now we get to see, like, their really good blocking and choreography with this even better animation.
1: Like I'm just thinking of the the one sequence from the second of these two episodes of, of of Optimus on his little hoverboard, batting away the uh, energy blast from one of the Predacons. I don't remember which one, but just look, just watching that sequence of him like zigging through the air and doing all of this really intricate motion knowing that that was impossible like a year ago for this team. Yeah. Like literally impossible.
0: Yeah, and now again look at look at how far you guys have come. It's just so cool. It's just so cool to get to see people get actively getting better in real time at something that they are clearly already passionate about. Yeah. Cuz that's you don't you don't work in mainframe without really wanting to make something cool.
1: To work in animation in the '90s at the time, if you wanted to do something that nobody was else was doing, you would were you were working at Mainframe.
0: I would love to see. I think at at one point for like I don't know like a when we come back to reboot, I would love to like go through Mainframe's crew at the time and just see where everyone's at, and hopefully it won't be very depressing.
1: <sighs> I forget what it was, but like most of the original founders of that company left for something else i don't mm-hmm. remember what we we talked about it i think on the beast wars episode yeah the original beast wars episode they all moved on and i'm sure they had I, i'm sure they had great careers in the industry because again they they were at the forefront of what be, what has dominated the industry since yeah without mainframe entertainment you would not have shrek
0: Without Shrek, we wouldn't have Puss in Boots: The Last Wish.
1: There you go. That's the yeah. domino effect. <laughs> yep. You can thank Reboot for Shrek. Oh no, I shouldn't say that. That's no, that's bad. You
0: shouldn't say that. Yeah. You can thank Reboot for Puss in Boots: The Last Wish.
1: There you go. That's better.
0: Okay. And I do. <laughs> I I say my I say my prayers every night to Reboot.
1: Yes, thank you, Christopher Bro, Ian Pearson, <laughs> Phil Mitchell, Gavin Blair, and John Grace, the founders oh god, of Mainframe god, you Frame just had Studios.
0: that on the top of your head, huh?
1: I have their Wikipedia page open.
0: <coughs> you didn't need to admit that.
1: No, I'm honest.
0: You didn't have to be.
1: True enough, but, you know, why not? Why can't we be honest podcast hosts? I've never told a lie on
0: this podcast, ever. Okay,
1: actually, you know what? I should make a confession. I am a huge Supernatural fan. I've seen all... <laughs> 11 seasons?
0: I think it's 15.
1: Fuck! Exposed, right away.
0: I mean, I also don't know. <laughs> how many? Oh shit, I was right! It's 15, on the dot.
1: Okay, so you are technically...
0: More knowledgeable about Supernatural than you? Yes. You're the big
1: Supernatural fan on the podcast.
0: Between the two of us? Yeah, if somebody's yeah, yeah. gotta be, it's me.
1: So congratulations Still haven't seen on a single episode. Yeah, you don't need it. You you know all I about do, the meme.
0: I know all about the meme, and I do own a um, a a printed Destiel fanfic that's had all the serial numbers filed off.
1: I'm uh, I'm I'm stunned into silence. What?
0: It's about Mothman. I I have a thing. I like to collect. Uh, printed fan fiction where, like, it's definitely it's known that it's fan fiction even if they've filed the serial numbers off. And not shit like Fifty Shades or any of Cassandra Clare's uh, Ron X Ginny incest fix that she has actually published. But, like, just the weird stuff.
1: This is the most silly thing I've ever heard of in my <laughs> life. How did I not know this detail about you?
0: How did you not? How about. Have I not mentioned it? I'm sorry.
1: And like, the the fact that you lead with file with its serial numbers filed off just makes it sound so much more sinister.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's just what it's called when like if you've written a fan fiction and you want to publish it so that you can make money off of because like you've written like three novels worth of fanfic. Then you're not just going to publish it as is because obviously you're dealing with copyrighted characters. So you file off the serial numbers. So you change characters' names and like explicit terminology to sort of make it seem like no, you you give yourself plausible deniability so that you can say what no, it's not fan fiction. It never was.
1: Very funny that the uh, fan community uses like mafia terminology to <laughs> to describe their creative process.
0: Well, it's. I mean, selling your fanfiction is kind of frowned upon in some communities. There there are definitely corners of the internet where it's like you you don't do that. You don't make money off of your fanfiction that defeats the whole purpose.
1: I but see, obviously, okay.
0: Obviously I don't agree with that seeing as I I keep buying it.
1: Yes, yes, you are the customer.
0: Yeah, it's you the, want more. I, I do want more and you it's really it. hard to find because most people obviously are not going to be out there saying, "Oh, I this was a fan fiction," because you're trying to hide that for legal reasons. So it's really hard to find stuff that was definitely fan fiction at one point.
1: There's something really poetic that the Pride Beast Boars episode, that is only a eligible for a Pride themed month because of fan participation, also has this conversation about fan fiction in it. Yeah. Oh, that's, As it should. That's sweet. I, I like that. I'm glad. So we already um, covered most of the cast on the first episode we did on Beast Wars. Yes. Um, how about we get into some of the new actors?
0: Yeah, so I... Because we I have
1: pulled, a lot of new characters.
0: We do. Um, so I didn't pull all of the new characters because we don't hear from all of the new characters. Like, um... Fucking like Silverbolt is apparently a new addition to this team he does not speak for this entire episode um but if he did he's voiced by scott mcneil so
1: yep they uh they had he's, him on contract he was he was around yeah. we'll just get him back in
0: yeah um but for pretty much everyone else they did bring in new actors um, so starting with our new maximals uh as Tigatron, we've got Blue Menkuma, kuma uh which is are holy shit, we have an actual black voice actor in Canadian animation? Color me stunned.
1: In the nineties even.
0: Yeah. Um so he's a Vancouver based actor. He's been floating around since the eighties. He's still active. Um just just real quick, uh all of all of these actors were in the same Canadian uh T V series. Which one do you think it is?
1: Oh god, it's one of the two um uh, I'll I'll go with Murdoch.
0: So close, it's Da Vinci.
1: So close out of two.
0: You picked <laughs> yeah. the wrong one. Yeah, so close. Um he was also he's one of those actors who was, like he's been in a million things. Uh so I did a full few polls. Um he was in Barbie Mermadia as Deep Bibble.
1: Okay, so he's a mainframe guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Deep Bibble. you Right. Said. Deep Bibble, um, which I can only assume is, like, a version of Bibble who is evil or just from underwater.
1: Version of Bib... Bibble's a thing? Do,
0: not, do not know who Bibble it? Oh my god, you're not up on your Barbie movie lore.
1: No, I'm not. I'm waiting for Greta to tell me about it.
0: <laughs> well, Greta's probably not going to talk about Bibble because he's not from the... She's doing a doll line movie and Bibble is from the movies.
1: I'm... I, I my 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 head is just like <laughs> folding into itself. Please continue.
0: Okay. Uh he was also uh he was in the RoboCop TV series.
1: Hell yeah, it. that show's terrible.
0: Yeah. Uh he was also in the League of Super Evil as General Sergeant.
1: Coming soon to a podcast near you.
0: Yeah. Uh he was also in the he was in the fucking 2012 movie. I,
1: I'm sure I, I, some of that was filmed in vancouver yes
0: Uh, yeah that's i feel like we keep on coming across uh canadian voice actors who were in that movie so it must have been
1: higher Um, locally and
0: then i also pulled out this this 1998 movie where he played a character called trent but the movie is called bone daddy
1: and i'm assuming you have amazon open and you are ordering a (laughs) copy of bone daddy right now
0: it did instantly end up on my letterbox to watch list. I knew it. Yep. I am I am intrigued.
1: Of course you would be.
0: How could it's, it's, anybody
1: not be bone exactly. daddy? Exactly.
0: It's the kind of stupid movie name where I'm like, mm, I, I need I need more context. I absolutely need to know what this is.
1: Oh, it stars Rudker Hauer as, I'm assuming, the Bone Daddy.
0: I would hope so. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's I sure wonderful! I Fucking
0: hope he does. Um, and then moving along, we've got. Oh, As... r- real quick though, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Blue uh, Mankuma was also in Reboot.
0: Yes, a lot of a lot of this cast
1: was. I, f- I feel like we should always highlight that because man, does Mainframe—they uh, keep their actors employed.
0: They have they have their their little stable.
1: If you were in Reboot, if you were in uh, Beast Wars, you were going to end up in a Barbie movie.
0: It's, that's the guarantee. Yep. That's the mainframe guarantee. Um, and then as his uh, Tigatron's love interest, Erasor, uh, sadly not uh, a man, Boo. Pauline Newstone. I mean, on the other hand, it's fucking Pauline Newstone. It's yeah, Frieza. Yeah.
1: It's Frieza, yeah. Like, you know the name, you know the voice.
0: Yeah, she is fucking iconic. She's done a lot of anime. Um, she did some of the Bratz movies. And this was another uh, weird consistency between a lot of the voice actors that I found this go-around. There was a a, a show called Roswell Conspiracy Theories.
1: Oh, I, I know of it. Never saw yeah. it, but like, that, yes.
0: A lot of this cast did that.
1: Filmed in Vancouver, just gonna assume. Just gonna assume.
0: Most likely. My boy, my guy, Scott at uh, Silverbolt, and then leading into the the Predacons, we got a lot of new Predacons. Uh it Seems like they're winning. Yeah, I, I I get the impression that the Predacons in terms of, you know, quantity were winning. It uh, seems
1: like it seems like the kids want Predacons as toys. So cuz it
0: turns out that a toy that can transform into a dinosaur or a bug has a lot more intricate interesting parts.
1: Or like or like a tarantula that's also a car. Yeah. What kid wouldn't want to play kid, with that?
0: Kids love bugs. What can you say?
1: They do. They love to play with them and they love to eat them.
0: Yep, and they love to torture them. <laughs> uh, as uh, Black Arachnia, we have another like icon of Canadian voice acting, Venus Terzo. Uh like sh- so, she's the first one I think we've come across who was an actual main character on Da Vinci's Inquest.
1: Yes, I see uh, ninety-one episodes credited yeah. to her
0: as Detective Angela Cosmo. Uh, she was also Jean Grey in X-Men Evolution. Uh, and then as Inferno, we have fucking Jim Bynes. Uh, yeah,
1: I know, right?
0: This this man's biography is wild. Like, I... even if you don't, don't look at his other film roles, we've got, uh, he studied for the priesthood in a seminary and was a professional shepherd at one point.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> he was also in Demina League's future episode of the show. Right. Um, and then the other thing that uh, I I just learned that this exists was fucking Alienator's Evolution Continues. Do you remember?
1: Yes. Before you even evolution. Say, yes, yeah. I remember the David Duchovny film <laughs> Evolution.
0: It was... Such a weird pull, and even weirder to me that that fucking movie got a a a cartoon spinoff.
1: Because we were past the point of giving everything a cartoon spinoff, like that yeah. that well dried up. But
0: like, like why? I'm I'm confused. Continuing along, as Tarantulas is Alex Willows, uh, who's also kind of floating around in the uh anime dubbing industry, uh, as well as the Double Dragon series, who's also in an episode of Alfred Hitchcock's Presents.
1: Long storied career. Yeah. I do like that for a lot of these actors, Beast Wars Transformers is usually the first one in their known for yeah. category like, on IMDb.
0: Yeah, like, even when they've done other fairly popular things, like, fucking Alec Willows right here was in Dragon Ball Z as Ulong and he was also along in like the original Dragon Ball.
1: Like even even when they have like 90 plus credits to their name, Beast Wars Transformers is still the standout. Love that for them.
0: It's still like, hey, we know we know why you're really here.
1: Uh, the fandom, probably yes. Like they they probably turn these people into celebrities. Yeah. And why not? They all give really great performance. We haven't really talked about them, but I think every Person who enters like this new cast has like they're they're matching the same energy that the other voice cast have, and it's all very, it's, yeah. it's all very good.
0: Everyone here is giving it their all, and that's I think that's something that you find in a lot of like voice actors specifically, mm-hmm. like not a lot of like live action actors who just dabble in voice work, but like Super actual Mario Brothers voice the actors. Movie. Case in point. Mm-hmm. Case in point, most cartoon movie like animated movies with all-star casts yes
1: hire voice actors not celebrities
0: for the love of god except jack black he can he can hang he gets it yeah um and then last but not least i wasn't originally going to bring up Scorpionock because he only has like three lines but holy shit he has like this thick southern twang
1: what yes um... and
0: i had to <laughs>
1: So clearly, uh, Rat Trap tested well somehow, <laughs> and they decided, well, we need another accent.
0: Well, the, the 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 Predacons need a silly voice. Yeah. So we got Don Brown doing a doing a thick thick Southern twang
1: thing. Just doing a Southern thing, because the Maximals, you know, they got their fast talking Brooklyn rat, and so mm-hmm. of course the Predacons would need a southern fried scorpion man it's
0: a classic north versus south i see those
1: <laughs> those coastal elites elites of new york versus the yeah. the homegrown alabama scorpion man
0: I, exactly makes
1: no fucking sense <laughs> so that's our new cast
0: that's our new cast perfect There's i think they all did some a good job I missed, but yeah oh um, yeah everyone absolutely crushed it
1: and, and I and I liked how some of them uh, toned down, li- like s- some of the animalistic traits of their characters. Like Waspinator was enough. We don't need Black Arachnid also doing that kind of voice. Yeah. There's a tinge of it, but it's much more restrained and better for it.
0: Yeah, especially when you. I would even say that Scott McNeil kind of pulled back on Rat Trap a little bit.
1: Yes, kind of. So I I can agree with that. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not a thick. Accent this time. Yeah, it's there. God, is it ever?
0: Definitely. (laughs) I want Rat Trap to be in the movie
1: with the accent. Yeah,
0: voiced by Scott McNeil, ideally, but I'll survive if it's not.
1: But it has to be that thick New York accent. Yeah. Otherwise, what are we doing? If
0: not. If not Scott McNeil, it has to be the guy from uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 going, hey, this is New York. You mess with one of us. You mess with all of us.
1: I think it's Spider-Man 1, the Sam Raimi 1. Shit. But yes, it, it needs yeah. to be that stereotypical. And this is the Michael Bay Transformer series. They're fine being stereotypical if we remember right? the... they love it. If we remember the black gangster uh robots from the second film
0: boy do we ever
1: it it doesn't have any shame and you know what having a heavily brooklyn rat trap would be better than doing whatever the fuck that was back in 2007 yeah god and any concluding thoughts for our our triumphant queer return to beast wars transformers
0: (laughs) uh could be gayer but i had a good time
1: and you could say that about every show we cover
0: yes and i i do yes you do (laughs) Whether or not we're recording, no, you do say it. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, the big thing to highlight out of this, but outside of the queer connotations of Transformers, which you can read into this episode, is the, just the impressive improvement of the technology.
0: I'm so happy for them!
1: Yep. So that will do it for this new episode of Cartoon Night in Canada. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, and how could you not... Consider giving us a like, share, review, and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice, preferably Apple Podcasts, because that helps us reach the widest possible audience. You can find the show on Twitter at Cartoon Night Pod, where we already promised this episode is coming out on Saturday. Because, it is because then this whole endeavor would have been pointless.
0: It would have been for naught. We
1: well, would have ruined our Pride if, Month programming for nothing.
0: Yeah. If if we miss a week in June. Fucking homophobic.
1: Oh, that's scary.
0: Yeah. Oh We no. can't. We're not. We're not gonna miss a week. God damn it. It's fine.
1: Uh, you can find myself on Twitter at Cinema Creep, where I have caught the Spider Verse hype, and we'll be posting about nothing else until further notice.
0: And you can find me at Sylvie Skeletons, where mostly same, but I will uh, briefly return to report whether or not Rat Trap is in the movie.
1: So. Look out for that update coming soon from yeah. Sylvie's Twitter account. Yeah. And happy pride, everybody.
0: Happy pride! Go th- throw a brick or something. Yep. Yeah. But also be safe.